Hello everyone, welcome back to the Free for Free Football Podcast. I'm joined today with Dowd. Hello. And Dan. Hello. And obviously myself, Ali. So, Dan, how are you doing? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, it's the first time we've got Dan on, on the podcast. Uh, yeah, Dan was also known as the King of Glasgow. So, um, let's see how he's going to represent the filthy Scottish. So, your team Rangers. Yes, it's they're big, doing pretty well. fan. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. Oh, yeah, top of the league, flying high. How are you feeling about it since it's been crap for the last 10 years? Uh, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, it's okay. I, it's, it's been a long time coming, to be honest. You know, having gone, supported them all the way through, you know, going down to the bottom division yeah. and all the way up. Um, it's it's so good to finally see some success. You know, it's a club that's used to success and that's going for the 55 titles uh, this, this uh, season. Do you think you'll win it? I mean, it's looking good so far. Celtic are in all sorts of disarray. We're looking strong. We haven't lost a domestic match. You know, obviously we had that blip in the League Cup, which is a wee shame. Um, but, you know, how we're doing in Europe and the league is the main thing. You know, we won't care about the League Cup if we're lifting up that <laughs> League Cup t- and, the, you know, the title at the end of the season. Look, that that, that trophy matters really, you know. I could, so the- I could imagine that hurting you Rangers fans there. Yeah, so the trust is in Gerard then. To pull through and see it through. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the board have backed him like mad. You know, they've they've uh, you know invested a lot in the squad, uh, and he's a man that just exudes confidence. You know, if you ever listen to a kind of post-match uh, interview with him, you know, he always says the right things. Very statesmanlike. He's been there. He's done it. He's won Champions League. Like leagues. he's got a plan, and he's 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 gonna get the plan done and over. He's gonna get this over. Um, I mean. You, you guys are 16 points ahead of Celtic. Yeah, with Celtic with three games in hand. But you guys haven't lost in the league yet this season. No, no, not at all. And, uh, you know, we're going into old firms confident. Uh, that wasn't the case maybe two seasons ago when we no. were getting spanked 5-1 by Celtic, left, right and centre. Um, but, you know, we've got a game on the 2nd of January coming up, which I look forward to. Uh, and I don't think Celtic fans can be saying that at all um, with how frail they are in defence. Do you think partly, obviously you guys are buoyant with the where you are in the, uh, in the league and also with some of the performances you, you guys have had and some of your players, the way they are playing. But, you, you know, in my experience, the old firm derby is always about um, the atmosphere, the the crowds that come in and it's it's a whole day experience. I remember especially when um the Tyneside Derby with the Mackhams and in the in Newcastle. It's a you know, I remember my friends telling me like, oh so we've planned the whole day out and this is what we're gonna do and I can imagine it's the same thing. However there's gonna be no fans there and I think that that's a big shame obviously. But I feel like that's gonna play more in the Rangers hands this time and Celtic will probably be wanting to have some fans to try and push them to get even like a 1-0 win or something. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, I think if you look at that Celtic squad, it's a squad that's been there for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's a there's a big Scottish core to that squad. You know, you've got your Browns and McGregors and Griffiths, you know, oh, re- yeah. really big kind of real Celtic fans. Uh, and, you know, Rangers has that contingent as well, but the way that... Gerard's built his squad there's a strong English contingent so perhaps um you know they don't get it as much as say 
you know, your Scott <laughs> Browns, etc. Um, so I think, th- and and the pressure is so unique. You know, like Tav, he's he's bounced around, you know, English Championship and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to have experienced uh, the old firms or that intensity before he obviously has moved to Rangers. So I think. Do you not think that plays more into Celtic's hands, where the Scottish player, the Scottish core that they've got. Um, n- you know, it it means a lot more to them than it does to the Rangers players, and a, a lot of these derbies I, I see um, is how much the players want it, and if the players want, if one side wants it more, and you can usually see it by the expressions, the way that the play, how much effort they're putting in, that usually is a tipping point for who's going to win the derby. Yeah, for sure. But um, one thing which I have noticed this season, obviously the fans not being here, it's obviously played in the Rangers' hands a lot more. If you go to Majority of the old firm derbies before obviously COVID 19 hit, Celtic were spanking Rangers. They yeah, were Tottenham yeah. City for the last 10 years. Obviously, um, Rangers had their own issues going through administration. Obviously, having Mike Ashley actually on him, uh, I do feel sorry for Rangers fans in that sense. So, you know, but I think if fans were there, I think it might be a different challenge. Do you not think that? I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the intensity is, is massive. Uh, for an old firm and I think it ma- like being up from Glasgow you realise the magnitude of it I think if you're not from that area you think oh you know it's just you know Scottish uh, fun and games but you know it really divides a city it, it divides you from when you're mm-hmm. really young um, and I know, I know like they've reduced the uh, ticket allocations I don't know if yeah. you've realised as well like obviously before Covid so there's even less of the away teams in uh, like fans in yeah um, but I think you know you don't need to be riled up for an old firm. You know the significance. Yeah, um, um, I know that. Um, I've been to an old firm derby. I was called shit. What have I got myself into? You know, it was it was it was crazy. I've been to old firm derby last year. Um, Rangers did win that, but when I when I think of the old firm derby, it's two Scottish giants. Some people might not show that respect, but if you're a real football fan, the way I see it, you know what old firm derby is about. And arguably. That's probably the most intense game in the UK period. Um, oh. That's that's my opinion. What do you think, Dad? Mm, yeah, possibly. I feel like the English derbies now are not as fierce as they used yeah. to be. Look at the Man City, Man United, one man. They were, they were pretty much kissing and hugging at the end. Yeah. Mm. We're hardly trying. You know, no, no, I know passion. Ro- no passion. Roy Keane obviously said two yellow cards and don't get us wrong. Rather, nobody gets injured and stuff. Um, but yeah, pros- possibly. But I mean, Roy Keane's off his trolley, but let's be New- honest. Newcastle, come on, New- Newcastle Sunderland haven't played for ages. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Merseyside derby has a bit of spice to it sometimes. But, but yeah. they call that the friendly derby, though, don't yeah, they? Like is, they sit together, like sh- in an old firm. You're not having that. Shall I tell you what's strange about that? Merseyside derby's got the most sending off since the Premier League era. Yeah, how crazy is that? Well, in the court of the friendly derby. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not, Nottingham nice. Forest and Notts County can be a bit rowdy. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United. Yeah, that's uh, a bit rowdy actually. A, a bit of got... a past. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to think that, but in terms of what you see and the well, I don't know the memes <laughs> that come out of it. <laughs> um, I think it's more the old firm derby, isn't it? At the moment, yes. But I would say I would I would say the Tyneside derby is definitely to a point where it's a lot more fierce. Probably not as violent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, obviously, the it's, violence aspect of it. You can, see, um, the way I see it is. Newcastle and Sunderland, yeah, it was a bit political, like a couple of hundred years ago with King George in charge, but you're talking about religion here. 
it's a lot more sensitive. And obviously, Dan being a Rangers fan, will obviously know more about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's. I would say that the religion part it plays less of a role now, but it's still definitely there. You know, like if you go to a Catholic school in Glasgow, you're almost certainly going to be a Celtic fan. If yeah. you go to a more Protestant school in Glasgow, you're going to more be likely be a Rangers fan. And there's the Northern Ireland versus Republic of Ireland thing, you know, Rangers fans, you'll see UK flags uh, singing God mm-hmm. Save the Queen. You know, yeah. at, at Celtic Park, you have Irish flags everywhere, you know, showing their support for the IRA, um, some contingents of, of the fan base there. Yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So that's more of a dividing factor, I'd say. Yeah, that's one thing I did notice is um, obviously when the two teams were found, obviously I did an article on this almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. What I did find out was um, the, the Celtic fans obviously were, had more, what, what can I say, more more passionate with um, Rangers fans at, at the early times were a bit grumpy or the Irish were coming in the, our city of Glasgow and mm-hmm. they were getting quite upset over that. I mean, they had more point to prove in terms of actually establishing yeah. themselves. Obviously, Rangers is the older club and the more successful club, mm-hmm. but um, Celtic don't have a chip on their shoulder but Rangers do for some reason. It's very yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah, I would, do, I, do yeah. Do you get one Yeah, from? yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Like, I think it's that kind of siege mentality, you know, if it's it was founded by, you know, predominantly Irish immigrants. So if you're new in a place and you feel like you're getting got at or you're in the minority and, you know, people are having to go at you, um, you're going to have more of that everyone's against us kind of mentality. And I think that kind of sticks with Celtic fans. Um, you know, I, I, for, as a Rangers fan, it's always perplexed me, you know, how can you be born, brought up in Glasgow and then you identify with Ireland? Like, it's yeah. it, it's, it's, it's it's a mystery to me. Um, I mean, obviously not the whole fan base is like that, but uh, I agree that there is that kind of chip on the shoulder. I want to discuss, obviously, Rangers doing well in Europe. Obviously, we haven't seen that at all in a while. You know, it's been Celtic doing all right in the Champions League and coming to the Europa League, but mm-hmm. obviously Celtic have a decline. But I want to get your opinion on what Rangers is doing right now, you know, and obviously, I can't remember who they've drawn. You'll, you'll obviously know. Uh, yeah, Royal Antwerp, which is one of the best draws we could have got, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Sounds good. I thought, actually, in the next round, you might get a Dowd's Manchester United. You never know. Oh, I would like that. <laughs> a wee battle of Britain. A bit of spice. I, th- uh, I think Gerard would like that as well. Oh, he would. He you would, know, um, Obviously, you played against European giants Benfica, and you got two draws. Mm-hmm. Um, are you con- are you concerned since... Slippy G didn't let that slip a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, looking back, if you're to be super critical, you'd say, aye, it would have been nice to have won those. We were in a position where we could have won both of those. But then if you pan back, you know, uh, Benfica spent over 100 million in the transfer market in the summer. Uh, you know, so in terms of the financial gap between what we're able to do, uh, it's huge. Um, Man, Benfica spent 100 million. It was 100 million euros. Uh, over 100 million euros. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Man, didn't they get Jan Vertonghen on a free in Otamendi as well or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got both of them uh, and then a few others from. You know, I'm not. I'm not a Portuguese football expert, but they spent a fair bit. Only a Portuguese football expert to understand hundred million euros, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Chelsea money. We're talking about what the heck? Yeah, and I think Chelsea money. (laughs) It's where Gerard's sort of coming into his special. Like he knows Europe. You know, he's won the Champions League, and I think that that's what's making the big difference with coaching this Rangers team. You know, is that he knows he knows Europe. He knows how to play. He knows how to set up. He's played most of these teams himself. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, right. 
Is Gerard gonna slip it again with Rangers? That's what we want to know, Dan. I mean, you know, will, if, if you will look he at, slip it? Will, oh, I will mean, PTSD ab- come back ab- to him? absolutely not. Uh, but you know, if you're to point to last season, Rangers were leading at the halfway point. Came back after Christmas after uh, that trip to Dubai, which has become infamous now. <laughs> and then, you know, they've started declining. Started Do you think they enjoyed the Dubai up. lifestyle too much? Yeah, I think I think they thought they won the league too early. To be honest with you, they had a slender lead, and they thought, "Oh well, we're just going to canter to uh, the title." Right. Obviously, didn't mm-hmm. happen. So, where do you think? They, how far can they go with the Europa League? In? Well, I think you know, amongst Rangers fans, we are quietly confident that you know we can at least get to the quarterfinals, like we did last year. You know, we have a better squad than we did last year, and we got to the quarterfinals last year. You know. Uh, and we are seeded this time. You know, last year we would yeah. finish second in the group, which yeah, made a of difference. Course. And you had Bayer Leverkusen last year as well, which mm-hmm. obviously wouldn't have helped. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I mean, Kai Havertz and all the rest, you know, they're a far better team than we I'll were. be honest with you, if you come up against Arsenal in the round of 16, round game? 8... Oh, I fancy it. I fancy man, us beating them. Like I, I, I could see that happening. Um, I, I can't see Rangers doing one over Manchester United, or even though I'm not a big fan of Manchester United. Um, they're, like, they're like my little brother, Reed. That's the way I see Manchester United. You know, I'll pet them. I'll tell them, you know what, it's okay. I love you sometimes. You know, I love Manchester United. Like, it's my bitch. But, you know, I just can't see Rangers get one on uh, my United. That's a thing. Let's move on to the Euros. Um, England, Scotland in the same group. Dan, how are you feeling? You know, Scotland are fighting with the big boys. Oh, I tell you what, I nearly lost my voice on the night uh, that uh, Mitrovic missed that penalty. Um, Dave Marshall made the save and we got through to the Euros. You know, it's it, it was uh, 98 the last time. I was four years old. You know, can't claim to remember it. Last time Scotland were in a, a major competition. And, you know, we throw up England, you know, uh, that, that 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 that's a derby right there, you know, and that's a anything can happen yeah, derby. You know, Dad, what's your, what's your take on this this international derby? That's what I can call it. Really, I just think it's one of those games where we're just gonna get three points in the bag. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd wow. lo- I'd love I'm that. I'd love that. Wow. As someone We've from got England, a really strong team, man. I'm wow. not gonna lie. Right. Compared to Scotland's team, uh, like they just. They, they've got nothing really compared to us. Okay. We I'm going to have oh, We beat them yeah. in every every single part of them. Uh, oh, um, Dad's shaking his head. No, He's no, not no. impressed. I'm not having this. I'm not having so this. I, I so where, where do you think let Dan go you, in. you Come guys on. could get one over us? Apart from... Well, I, I, actually, I can't even say apart from... I can't think of anything. Well, you know, I think you're right. The England team has lots of quality, almost too much quality. I think they're struggling to fit all the players in. Oh, 100%. And, and they're not gelling as a result. You know, since, you know, the, oh, football's coming home, it didn't come home. Um, you know, since, since that, it's not been as rosy. I mean, it's easy for England to coast through, uh, you know, they're qualifying, you know, uh, they've they found the Nations League a bit tough. But um, I think they're a team that lacks identity at the moment. Uh, and is struggling to fit in all these players. You know, Scotland mm-hmm. is a, is a team that is on the up. You know, I'm not going to claim play for play. We're better for Eng- than England. We're absolutely not. But you know, we've got players that are in form. You've got McTominay scoring doubles. McSauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Scott McSauce. Yeah. You've got McGinn in there, Ryan who's Christie. a quality player. You know, Christie's good. Um, Dykes has been a surprise one as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know the, the Australian-born, you know Scotch granny type thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get that. that's how he gets the, the summer. I tell you Australia what, it happens in Scotland. Republic of Ireland a lot, though, doesn't it? Um, 
Jack Grealish was one, um, Declan Rice was another. Yeah, yeah, and um, McCarthy as well, Glasgow-born, McGeady, Glasgow-born, yeah. both played for Ireland as well. Man, we, we both, traitors. both Celtic. Yeah, they? exactly, see, it's a, it's are, a disease. Are, 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 are they scum for you then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's not forgivable. They could have had good careers with Scotland. But right, um, obviously we know, we, we know the quality England have is unbelievable and Scotland do have a few leaders as well. You know, if you look at Annie Robinson, Kieran Tierney as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I never see Annie Robinson do that well for Scotland, personally. It's 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 hard to do well when you have to rely on other players as well. You need yeah. to remember that. You know, Scotland's back line isn't the best. Yeah, they have Tierney and they have Robinson. Liam Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Liam, Liam Cooper is a bit, bit old, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, he's, he's quite old. He's, he's been playing pretty decent football for the last couple of years. Yeah. He has, but... You know, that's a, di- that's a different style. You know, when you how Scotland played basic counter-attacking football, that's mm-hmm. the way I can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Cre- Cre- uh, Scotland's coach, obviously he was a coach of West Brom, did all right at West Brom, and he's got the famous John Carver as his assistant as oh, well. Oh, my goodness. Is Carver bringing it back to Scotland? I couldn't believe it when I saw that, to be honest. It's all it's all about Stevie Clark, but when I saw Carver, you know, his uh, his interviews were legendary when he was Newcastle manager. For short. Carver bring anything to Scotland, or is he just left to put the cones out? Uh, I mean, I think all the focus on Stevie Clark. I mean, I'm I'm not you know in depth enough to to say what his influence. It's not an obvious influence. I would say it's a, he seems more of the man manager, and and the and Stevie Clark is the brains, and you know Steve Steve Clark's teams. All the the teams that he's managed have never played beautiful football. You know they're not about flair. Yeah. Um, but they're hard to beat, mm-hmm. and Scotland are hardly shipping any goals at the moment. And we're managing to nick a couple at the other end, and so I think that being tough to beat gives us any chance in a in a, a tournament, and especially playing against England, we're always up for it. You know, I think the English on the English side they try and play it down a wee bit. They say, "Oh, Scotland, oh, they're small, oh, they're pub team," but you know, you see, when as soon as they pass that white line, they care and they care a lot. They yeah, don't want us to beat if them. It, if it was a different manager uh, with a different philosophy, I just I just see him as just one of those managers that are just. Just a standard, you know, just an old... Steve Clark, you talk about, yeah? Stephen Clark, yeah, yeah. Steve Clark, sorry. Okay. Um, he's just a, one of those old managers that um, just plays the way that football was played, I don't know, 20 years ago. Nothing but, much has changed. Th- right, I'm going to say something controversial hasn't here. changed that much. And like you said, the nick it, the, it's, it's, it's not convincing wins right. sometimes. I'll say something controversial. I think, Steve, obviously, Steve Clark has got a lot more experience than Southgate does. And I think mm-hmm. um, if if you talk about a pound for pound for coach, I think Clark is better than Southgate in my opinion. He's he's done he's done well whilst at West Brom when he went to the other side of the board. And I think he coached Saint Mirren as a uh, uh, Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock, and he got it? them into Europe. You know they they were fighting man, relegation for getting, years. Getting Kilmarnock, man, that's so far up north. <laughs> Dal hasn't even heard of them. Yeah, I know man. Kilmarnock, man. You know what I mean? Like Kilmarnock. Yeah, and, and and people forget he was assistant at Chelsea under Mourinho, yeah, and course. he was assistant at Liverpool. So he's got a reasonable yeah. football CV yeah, behind him. Assistant, uh, was it was it behind Kenny Daglish? I think it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I think um, Daglish brought Clark at the time, and Rogers told him a bugger off, and he went to West Brom, and then obviously. And Rogers' debut was against West Brom, and Clark done him inside out, and West Brom beat Liverpool three 0 Um, I remember that game clearly yeah, yeah. for that reason. But I, I, I disagree because I think you guys are looking at uh, Gareth Southgate and his experimenting um, last two years. He's experimented loads. The way he's 
put the lineup out, what types of players he's put. He hasn't put nowhere near our strongest lineup yet. Even against Belgium, the um, the Nations League uh, match, it wasn't the strongest lineup and it was the weirdest um, setup. I don't think he cares at the moment, particularly w- how um, England are playing in the matches that don't mean too much, really. And he's he with his, with how they've set up and the players that they're playing, they're still getting results. They're still getting very good results. I just I just feel like he's holding it back. He has an idea of how England are gonna play. Um, like you said, the amount of players that they do have, and the the variation of how they play for their their club teams and and stuff like that. That uh, for him is the is the biggest puzzle that he needs to fix and who to play. And that's what all he's been doing personally. For me, what I've seen is just experimenting. He's just experimented for the last two years, and now when he actually comes to it, I feel like he'll he knows what to do and how to uh, get the best out of the players. He's got he's got a phenomenal lineup. He's got a phenomenal lineup. Even half the players that might not be playing regularly, they they the class they they'll bring something else to the else to the team. At what point does he start sticking? Then is my question. You know, because oh, you can experiment for days, but if you don't have anything solid to come into a major tournament, that's not a good place to be in. Well, this is the thing. He's 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 experimenting for these tournaments where he's he knows which players gel with who and how. Um, in my opinion, that's what he's trying to do. Uh, like I don't even know if he which goalkeeper he's going to pick. If he's going to ch- pick Pickford. Pope, not Pickford. Nick Pope is is really good. Dean Henderson, you know. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Man, let's those three, I'd pick Henderson or Pope. Pope, Pope, Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Muslim guy figured it out. For some reason, what's going on? But even even um, the right backs and full backs. Is he going to play a back three? Is he going to have wing backs? All these things because the England team, well, the England selection can account for all that. So for me, he's been looking at how England are playing and what the players are good at and how he can get the best out of them. He's even got Jude Bellingham um, into the team. Do you yeah, know what but I mean? Bellingham's going to be a quality player in the future. He's obviously bringing him, in, he's bringing him in the setup, of course. That's what I mean, he's trying he could, to do. He could be a Theo Walcott and just sit on the bench. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, for when well, you know he came on the scene last time. This is the thing we've got. We've got a lot of good uh, forwards, and this is what I'm really excited right. about. Harry Kane, co- complete forward, the best complete forward in the uh, in in the world at the moment. <laughs> uh, in, in, in form, uh, don't make me laugh, man. This guy, Look, come this on, guy you can't a, say that. This guy man. is a workhorse. He can dribble. He can shoot. He can head. He can defend. He can tackle. So what? you you think pound for pound, Kane's better than Lewandowski? Um, okay. Pound for pound, I, w- I think I think a thirty-three-year-old Luis Suarez is better no, than okay, Harry sorry, Kane, man. Sorry, you know, come on, what are you playing at? Second best, second. Be- second uh, Luis Suarez is not as good as Harry Kane, in my opinion. Man, um, you what? Your opinion sucks. Right, I I think Harry Kane in a different team would be absolutely right. next level. It's like Haaland. Haaland is playing absolutely immense. Right. Talk so, about Haaland. Wait, wait, wait. The, the scariest thing is he's younger. He's like, young. Oh, so is Harry Kane. He's not that old. He's like 27 when you're 27, man. He's man. in his prime. Yeah, man, yeah, 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 but he should be delivering. Luis Suarez, he his is? prime was hit, hit, hitting like amazing figures, like like Messi Ronaldo figures. Ah, one season, mate. Two seasons. Ah, get it right. I don't know. Like <laughs> Two seasons. <laughs> but, get it right. But Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish, Marcus uh, Rashford. Don't talk about Raheem Sterling. Phil Euros, Foden, Jadon Sancho. I think Greenwood needs to be part of the conversation Greenwood. as well. Like, oh, he's ex- he's, he's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell exciting. you what, put some respect on that guy's name, man. He just, he's just like the Icelandic women. 
Well, yeah. Um, uh, but then, I don't know, uh, uh, you said you support Chelsea. I, um, I used to be a big fan of Tammy Abraham. I don't think he'll come into... Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, he's, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, he, he's in with a shout. Like look, He should look. be in the squad. What about yeah, Danny Ings? Danny Ings as well. He he's playing class. Uh, this is why this is why I'm saying. I just honestly, Scotland or just another three points in the back. No. What, <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Can, can, can I put this point across? Last time England Scotland played, England had Harry Kane and they had Raheem Sterling, they had Daniel Sturridge, they had John Henderson, Jack Wilshere. They had every damn good player three four years ago. You know what? You know what Scotland did. Got Lee Griffith on a set piece, whipped it twice in a corner. Happy days, brought it back to two-two. It looked like England going to lose that game. Yeah, it was it was one good clearance away from being a two-one win to Scotland that day, uh, and I think you know England have a stacked squad, which is good if you're a career, like like if you're playing a season, but. Um, you know, it's almost too much choice for England, I would argue. Scotland, you know, it's a country of five million. We don't have that. That's why we're picking gr- people who have Scottish grannies from elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but because of that, it means like we have to use the players that we have and really develop them. Whereas it seems like England, it's like a different uh, 20 players every single uh, game. I think Southgate's going to struggle with obviously his strong lineup. You know, is he going to put Axan Arnold? Is he going to play Reese James? Is he going to play Trippier? Is he going to play Kyle Walker? Is he going to be a back three with Kyle Walker and Axan Arnold playing a wing back? You know, is he going to play Henderson and Dyer? Is he going to play Henderson or um, Declan Rice? You know, he, there's mm-hmm. different things obviously Southgate can do, but I don't think he's capable of actually picking the best squad. I can see him fucking up. Well, this is the well, this is the experiment I'm telling you about. This is the thing that um, I don't think this is an experiment. I just think he's gonna fuck up at the Euros and he's gonna sack. The, the variation of people that he's played, oh, oh, he's probably man. You see the variation of players I've played on FIFA. No, no, Oof. no. The variations that he's he's he, in terms of he uh, who he's brought on and how he's playing them. He's even had Calvin Phillips playing for for a while, and he was had Conor Cody uh, playing and yeah, seeing how Cody he's is doing. Yeah, Cody is like like if you look at. England. He's all right. Set, no, he is a good, he's good player. He's good he's for good. Wolves. No, no, he's great at passing the ball. He's great at defending. That's what Gareth Southgate needs. Um, if you look at the other centre backs, they're not as good as Corey. I think, in my on opinion. Ball, yeah. You joke me. Kyle Walker could play anywhere. Kyle, that guy, Walker, that Kyle Walker's a fullback and he gives a lot of penalties the away. Guy's bro. possessed, mate. Like, Have you not seen like, it? He literally like, offers everything. They. Like, like, he's been playing as a. Well, he's what playing, are you smoking? Are you, he's uh, been playing in the back three for Man City. Man, you're Harry Maguire, so Michael right Keane, better than him. Eric Dyer at the moment is better than right, him. Right, okay. I Tyrone think, Mings, oh my God, Tyrone Mings, he right, plays class okay. for England. I'll, I'll tell he you, he plays class. For I'll tell England. you, only two players I'd probably say which are better than Corey there. Dyer, because Mourinho shaped him into a stone cold defender, not stone cold Steve Austin. All oh, right, stone yeah. cold Dyer. I just, I just feel like the way uh, Eric Dyer has molded himself. Is not for his defensive abilities. Is that he was already um, a bit of a ball-playing centre defensive mid, and he's tr- because of his attributes and his physical stature, he can play in that centre back. He played at fir- first at Sporting, you see, sporting, and now yeah, no. now Mourinho's obviously he's got that Portuguese connection with him. He's like, you know what? I could speak that out there in Portuguese. Oh yeah, I've seen, you know, I've seen the Amazon Prime. You know, it, yeah, it's shown, on, it's shown on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So, oh, wow. I just I just think Harry Maguire is not going to bring anything. To the actual England I'd rather team. have him than Joe Gomez. I'm not talking about Gomez though. Gomez is injured. I He's out for the season. So why are we even talking about that I, guy? I just, I just, I, I, I don't want Joe Gomez. Man, I think, I lie. think you want Joe Gomez in so many different ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't like. I just feel like he's so suspect. He's so. I, sus. I feel like about Maguire. He got sent off in his last England game. 
Yeah, but he was having a bit of a bad spell. I mean, come on. Yeah, the Mekinos and Nibri saying Look, look Harry Maguire's whole career is a bad spell, let's be honest. 80 million quid and people were saying, saying Van Dyke for 75 mil was bad. Man, that's just deal like robbery, that getting. I mean, I don't, that know, for 75 I mil. don't know if he's let's had a bad. He, he played very well for Leicester, he played very well for Hull. Um, you know, he's, he's, yeah, cause, he's turning it around. Yeah, because at Leicester, you had Ben Chilwell next to him. At Hull, you had the greatest Scottish player, Andy Robinson, next to him. That's why. Put some respect <laughs> on Robinson's name as well. So what 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 are the, what are fullbacks um, got to do with how good he defends? Right, you know when you're sat, you know when you're defended as a back four when you're as defensive as Hull, Robinson actually contributed a lot more than Maguire did. I'll tell you that. With, with with one on one defending, Maguire gets turned inside out all the time, man. Man, he gets spun around like a washing machine. I don't know, you know. I've, I've I've seen him offer more than just that. He 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 brought for Leicester, especially a, a very. Look, I think your Matt, you you know your love for Manchester United is coming way too much. Just you know, it's okay. It's oh, okay. Right. Don't uh, worry about it. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, let's so, move on. Prediction. So, so what's prediction. A, what's the uh, prediction going to be? I, I think England two 0 Oh, Dan. I'll go. I'll go for a sneaky one 0 You know, let's. For, for Scotland. Yeah, smash yeah, and of grab. Course, of course, yeah, smash and grab. Right. Le- League of his free kick. Right, what I'll be saying is, um, my missus is obviously Scottish, so I don't read... That day, we're, we're not going to see each other. I'm like, you know what? Stay away from me. You're my fucking enemy for uh, the day. Are you like, That's wise. Is this like troops and his whole family supporting Spurs? that's so funny Jordy Troops right here yeah that's actually funny Troops of the family so that's hilarious no but in all fairness the prediction is going to be from my end I think it's going to be 1-1 and in the 92nd minute of injury time Robinson whipping it in right Mm-hmm. Missing everyone completely. Raheem Sterling down a wing, whips it into Harry Kane and scores a winner. England 2 1. 2 1. I was getting excited with that, but you're <laughs> just not, I'm not having that. <laughs> all right, well, I think we'll. I think it's be a tight game, but I think England might nick it just because they've had experience in tournaments. If you see how, how England Wales played out last time, logically speaking, you know, that was a tough game as well in Euro 2016. And then at the end, I think it was like the 87th minute or something, Daniel Sturridge just pulled out a worldie of a goal and obviously England bagged the three points. Yeah, I like to think of ourselves a bit better than Wales. Though. I mean, get, they are, do have Gareth Bale, I get that. but uh, I Yeah, think we've we have got Andy Robertson. Who, who, need, who needs Gareth Bale when you've got Robertson? <laughs> Robertson Carno, man. Class for him. Man, you know, you got you, you can, you got the new Carlos. That's that's what he is, let's be honest. New Carlos. You know, um... <laughs> You know, the Scottish brought uh, football to Brazil as well, so, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, maybe we inspired them. Yeah, <laughs> we may, left our style you know there. <laughs> maybe, maybe Carlos was inspired by the future Robertson. Maybe, you never know. Could be, could be. Right, um, going into, the, obviously, the final segment. Uh, we'll be going to transfers again. Um, previously... So we're, we're just catching up yeah, from yesterday. Yeah, previously we covered... Um, it was 20th to 15th. Obviously, Ross at Arsenal a bit, but, you know, well, nobody it was cares. 20, was it? Oh, yeah, 20 to 15th. Yeah. Yeah, nobody but the cares last six, about Arsenal yeah. today, let's be honest. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll go up to the, the... So, we'll finish the bottom 10. Um, so, let's go in order then. Let's see. Do you want to start off? Leeds? Is it Leeds? Yeah, 14th. 
place Leeds with 17 points um, so yeah I thought for Leeds Brandon Williams um, he looks like a rat you know that's a good shout <laughs> I've read Brandon Williams you know he bought his dad a car uh, with his after his first professional contract he's proper you know I, I rate him he's a good lad um, is he one of the lads you just meet down on a weekly basis and go to Salford yeah yeah well uh, I think the way Brandon Williams plays here football he's a very very um, attacking individual with high energy and yeah. that suits Leeds yeah. um, personally if the way Leeds play um, constantly attacking and he drives forward a lot Brandon Williams yeah okay he, in terms of um, defensively when I've, whenever I've seen him I thought he he was pretty good, mm. quite solid to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah, definitely. He's had a few man of the match um, performances while while playing, but this season he has. You just can't get into the team. Yeah, I'll see. You've got Teres and Shaw. You know, it's going to be quite hard. I'd to rather get not have Shaw personally, but yeah, Teres is um, Teres is playing absolute class. That that guy can whip the ball in. Is yeah. he whipping an A in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, who 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 do? You... Well, obviously, obviously. Um, Thinking of the previous game Leeds had with Manchester United, man, they got touched up like an iPad. You know, it was it was, it was crazy. Whose iPad? Yours. Um, I don't have an iPad. Maybe yours. <laughs> I don't want to see your history either. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see that history, man. Did they? Um, I was thinking Ericsson because they were playing Rodrigo as a creative player for some reason, and I just Christian found, Ericsson. Yeah, mm-hmm. you obviously suggesting for Arsenal. I think Leeds can get him on a loan, maybe and an option to buy. Yeah, you know that Premier might League. that might suit Leeds a lot more than it would suit Arsenal. I think Leeds need a bit more of that creativity, so then they could play a three-five-two, have a, a flat three, and have Rodrigo and Bamford up front, and obviously try and get that so-called number ten position for Ericsson to fill in. I could see it, yeah. And obviously yeah. have Calvin Phillips obviously behind but him. With part, partly why I thought Brandon Williams is because obviously Leeds. Um, leave a lot of space. No, it's, it's a good shout. It's a really yeah, good shout. Yeah, so he can f- start covering those spaces and running of back. Course. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Leeds as well, they need players that really play with the heart on their sleeve. That's the kind of Bielsa style. It's like, leave everything on the yes. pitch. And I think Brandon Williams is that type of guy. You know, he's 100%. a real Manchester if, lad. It, yeah, if it, yeah, but would he want to go to Leeds because he's born by Manchester? Like, look at... Look at those comebacks down the road, the M62. I don't go to play on Ellen Road. I don't steal Old Trafford. That might be his decision, but he might just do it as an unknown thing. I personally can't see that happening because obviously he's Manchester born and bred. The people of Manchester know what it's like to obviously play for Manchester United. It's like between yeah, them. Yeah, he is, he is a local boy, isn't he? So, But but then again, if he if he starts getting the game time there and then he forces away into the Man U, you know, he can still be Man U focused while playing for Leeds not because it, it, would, okay. it would be loaned for permanent how would it? you feel if a player from Rangers went on Celtic for loan I mean that's a false equivalency because no, that's no, just no, not no, going to no, happen no, no. that's no, not going to happen but obviously Manchester United <laughs> Manchester and Leeds have the history of the Battle of the Roses or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting out a different point see. how would you feel about that if that's the case yeah well uh, in the Rangers Celtic scenario that's obviously not happening like you know it's rare that you never know. It's, I mean, there have been transfers happen in the past, but we more rival each other in the transfer market rather than go for each other's teams. Each other's team, right. Yeah. Um, I do have a suggestion for number thirteen, which is Crystal Palace. I suggested Ryan Kent from Rangers. Ryan Kent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- someone, someone who's quite wavy, you know, creative. Um, with Max Meyer not performing as he should have, when obviously he came from Schalke to Palace. Um, they're lacking that creativity obviously they've got players like Zaha and Townsend they create create a lot of chances but 
they need to be on those the end of those chances because Benteke and Michi Basuai are not doing as well as they should. Benteke is doing all right. Man, Benteke wasn't playing against Liverpool. Yep. He wasn't a match, match day squad at all. It's not because yeah. of injuries, though. Yeah, well, he, uh, the previous match he's been doing all right. Yeah, he's I managed t- to score, score some goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like I don't know. I think I think Palace need that creativity. Yeah, they lost seven 0 against Liverpool, but if you have crea- well, a lot more creativity there, I think it could exploit other teams. Well, you Palace, know. they've always relied heavily on Zaha. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is add a different dimension to that. Dimension, so yeah. you know, yeah. play like if four two three one, put Kent in the middle, or play play Zaha in the middle and make him like a second striker. Have Kent on the left and Townsend on the right, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as well, like you know, Zaha is it's it's public knowledge. Zaha doesn't want to be there forever. Um, you know, he's been looking for a bigger move for a while. So if you can bring in a player that can play alongside him... And replace him eventually. Yeah, and replace him, exactly. You know, mm. Kent's a young lad. I think he's only 23, 24 years old. What's your suggestion endowed? Uh, I was I was torn between Billy Gilmore from Chelsea on a loan um, or Sigurdsson from Everton because he's not... Sigurdsson... I mean, he has been playing a little bit more at the moment, but... It seemed like he was a bit um, isolated out of the team when Everton were up and buoyant at the beginning of the season. Um, but I'm going to go with Billy Gilmore because I feel like Roy Hodgson could take him under his wing and I feel like he's shown enough to actually even cement uh, a place in in the midfield. That he, I feel like he mops up the, the mistakes in midfield for Crystal Palace at the moment. I feel like the middle transition for Crystal Palace is the thing that has been lacking for them in terms of either materialising an attack or um, uh, stopping um, an attack the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like, th- obviously, d- if, you, if you've if you got no midfield, you don't have any core. And Billy Gilmore, w- with his pace and energy, um, can do that. So, yeah. Right, number 12 is of the Newcastle United. Yes, so. I've got Aaron Moy. Uh, he was linked previously... Um, and obviously he's 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 got his trade in China. Um, his trade in China, I like that. I like his trade that. in China. Uh, uh, he, I don't know how. Well, I, th- I think from what I saw, he's he's playing all right there. I mean, to be fair, I think any Premier League player will probably shine there as one of their regular starter lineups and probably even be you know up there with the with the stats. Uh, but I think. In terms of how bad Newcastle's midfield is, there's a lot of things wrong with Newcastle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Owner first of all, yeah. The owner first of all. That's what's the wrong. Owner, obviously, everybody knows that. Uh, let's not let let's talk about what they realistically could have. Yeah. Um, and what they realistically could um strengthen, and in this season, the midfield especially especially has been lacking. Yes, um, we're, uh, Newcastle rely a lot on ASM, um, San Maximum. Um, and the others aren't doing as well. Andy Carroll's hardly been playing. Um, Callum Wilson's been all right. Um, you know, it 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 like the the others that are playing as well. They're not they're not been that that good to be honest with you. And the defense, it it's a hot and cold all the time. Like sometimes uh, I think there was a period of time where last year, where the defenders were pretty much scoring all the goals for Newcastle. Um, Charles Sells. Lejeune were were class for them. Um, yeah, of course. I, I get where you come from because I'm looking as a midfielder as well. Yeah, for it's a, an it's, option. A, it's a it's a hot and cold thing with with both the attack and both the defense. Mm-hmm. But the midfield, especially this year, has let them down. And I mean, I mean, yeah, I think Aaron Moy. 
right? My suggestion was obviously the so-called Xavi of England or the Iniesta of England, Jack Wilshire. Um, Newcastle could get him on a free if if they wanted. Um, he has all the talent in the world. Obviously, he's probably lost a bit of pace, but he could pick a pass a lot better than John John Shelby can. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like no, I think I think he can. John John Shelby, don't under underrate him. I don't underrate him. He played for Liverpool. I saw what he can do. He's, Unfortunately, yeah. he couldn't get into a midfield which had Steven Gerrard. He wanted to play that position at the time. He couldn't get in that Liverpool team. No, he couldn't. And but he he's got he he's losing talent at times, and he can pick out any pass. And he wants. he's not disciplined sometimes. That, I think. Well, yeah, that's I th- the thing. I think what Wilshire can do is he bring a little bit more experience, a little bit more creativity, and he'll keep keep on taking a game over with passes. Which Newcastle might need sometimes, depend on which which. Um, it's interesting you said about discipline because Jack Wilshire notoriously is not very well disciplined. Well, he's on the injury table half the time, isn't that's, he? That's, 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 that's the other issue career. you have. But if you get Jack Wilshire fit, I think you could do bits in Newcastle. Yeah, well, he he fits the profile of a Newcastle signing in terms of you know cheap. Ex <laughs> <laughs> England used to be good. Nah, new, uh, if anyone in, at Newcastle is here and Esther's just hiring me as a scout, you know, I'll find your players for free. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll make the other team pay for the players. I think they have a big transfer window ahead of them though. Newcastle, like you know what Newcastle normally do is they bring players on loan. That's what they normally mm-hmm. do. That's what they do every January. Mm-hmm. Last season, who did they bring in? Um, the the fella from Schalke. The, I can't remember his name now. The fella, the fella Stambouli. From, no, is it Bentaleb? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They brought Bentaleb. Yeah, yeah. They brought General Williams last season. Yeah, These are yeah, all lone yeah. players. Yeah, so yeah. I can actually Bizarre. see. Yeah, I could see them actually bringing Jack Wilshire in because that's what Newcastle would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that, but then we spent forty million on Joe Linton. Yeah, My I don't goodness. know where that logic goes, man. That's one of the worst signs. Man, I've he ever was seen, tipped like... to be the next Firmino because he played for Hoffenheim and he was Brazilian. What the? He heck? did all right at Hoffenheim though. And he did well against Man City. Right. When okay. Did play? Let's let's move on to the last one. No, there's two more. Is it? Wolves and West Ham. Oh no, West Ham are tenth man. We're we're only talking about four because then that'd be the bottom ten. Oh. We'll leave that West Sorry, Ham. Sorry guys. Leave that West Ham for one um, for the next episode. Okay. Um, Who you got for Wolves then? Um, Wolves. It's hard because, um, you know, it's like. When you, if you were a director of football, there you have to just basically press filter and then nationality Portuguese because uh, that's <laughs> or Portuguese speaking. It's true. It's like when when Arsenal used to be all French. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be partly because the way that the the manager interacts and he can he feel like he can interact a lot better. Yeah, of better course. With, with Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal Wenger obviously yeah. as a coach, or people wanted to play for the. French coach at the time. Yeah. And logi- logically speaking, it makes a lot more sense. But then, um, with what's going on, Wolves and obviously, um, George Mendes as the agent bringing these so-called Portuguese this players. This is the thing. There. So this yeah. is the second thing. It's like, and uh, then I would give um, Jorge. Is that well? Is he sorry? He's uh, Portuguese, isn't yeah. he? George. So so it'll be with a J. So yeah. jo- George 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 Mendes. Um, and be like, you're right, mate. Um, who you got on your on your tabs and who can you? Who can you get? And you'll get some kind of superstar that you're, you're thinking he's not on the market, but fucking hell, like uh, he can like Semedo. I mean, who saw that oh, coming? He's a class signing, you know. And I don't get how some certain people, <coughs> Q, um, hopefully he's listening to this. Uh, 
<laughs> he's definitely better than this. <laughs> um, how he thinks he's not that good. I think he's class, and he played class for Barcelona. I understand, mm-hmm. obviously, they needed to to free up the wage um, uh, wage bill for the week, and you know, get a bit of a transfer fee for him. Uh, but yeah, they've been signing class players, and I'm I'm always surprised. So I think it was a hard one, and I'm 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 thinking, okay, let's change it up a bit. Uh, Ruben Neves um, uh, isn't playing that great at the moment. Um, and probably add a bit more physicality in the middle because uh, Moutinho is he is getting he's yeah, pretty old he's, so I mean yeah, yeah, he's yeah, going to retire old. hopefully in a uh-huh. year or two I'm, I don't know why I'm saying hopefully but yeah. I, I love I, I love <laughs> hope he has play. a long and great career yeah, I hope, yeah. <laughs> sorry uh, Moutinho um, God loves you Oliver Nicham, uh the Celtic, Celtic. yeah and Cham yeah yeah as uh, in Nicham. Uh, I mean, Nicham, and Cham, and Cham is what they say up in Scotland. But you know. quality midfielder from Saturday who's not performing right now. You mean? Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you like it, didn't you, Dan? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's class accurate. on FIFA. He's class on FM. He's you, hot you're an FM wanker, aren't you? He's, he's, Man, you you love FM. He's hot, and, much, he's, hot, he's hot and cold in real life. Um, overall, in my opinion, but I just feel like uh, he'll bring just that extra. Um, Possibly the the edge to get them in the Europa League, sixth seventh. Yeah, I think I think he's got that kind of good blend of he's got that physical, but he's got a bit of silk, you know, oh, being a Frenchman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, e- I could even see him at Newcastle, to be honest. You know, maybe get him linking up with Saint Maximan, bit of a French connection going on. Uh, oh, but I think everybody would love him. Yeah, yeah. He's desperate for a move to the Prem. He doesn't want to be at Celtic anymore. That's clear by his performances well, and demeanor. If 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 you actually look. Who Celtic have produced? They've produced quality players and brought them on. Obviously, they're a selling club. Mm-hmm. I.e., you look at Van Dijk. Yeah. Van Dijk is a great example. Yeah. Van Dijk, um, Dembele, Dembele is another one. You know, and, and Fraser Foster obviously came from Newcastle, but he was made in Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Anyways, getting back to the point of Wolves, um, someone to get in the transfer market. I went for one of the Avengers, Hulk. Oh, the Hulk. incredible. The incredible Hulk. That guy is still relevant. That guy is relevant. And know, he's becoming a free in it, January I the first. Uh, he always he's always becoming a free somewhere. Man, I swear he's still class though. No, but I can actually see him in the Premier League because Jimenez obviously is injured for the rest of the season. Obviously with his terrible injury. Yeah. So I can see. Do you know when if he's coming back anytime soon? I I don't know. I think he might be out for the rest of the season. Obviously he has to take oh, precaution. No. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but. I'm assuming that's what Wolves would do, obviously, for his own health and safety. He's a fractured skull. Yeah. It was it? horrible, horrible. So, um, get well soon, Jimenez, yeah, first of all. Yeah, I love I love watching him play. He's class. Yeah. He, he's everything I would want in a striker for my team. Yeah, fox in the box, isn't he? Just fox clinical. Ah, that's really a very clinical. good term, yeah. He's a proper fox in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that more, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 that's why I'm thinking Hulk. I, I can see that, but Hulk is not that tall, you know. He doesn't need to be tall. You can just need to be powerful. Just, what about the, the headers? What about the headers? Man, you take it away from the team. Look, five foot five Maradona could get headers in. Five five foot seven Messi can headers in. That's not an issue. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Traore whipping those crosses in. Eventually, they're gonna land on Hulk's head. Hulk's gonna go bang in there. Yeah, but eventually, how many eventuallys do you need for it to be consistent? Do you know what I mean? Man, doesn't matter. 
Of course, course it matters. No, it doesn't of matter because Wolves uh, if only I'm score. Not, if, I'm not, if I'm not getting Except the goals against that I Liverpool, need, of course. If I'm not getting the XG, do you know what I mean? If I'm not getting that conversion rate from shots. XG, you talk about ex-girlfriends here, bro. What's <laughs> going on, man? Uh, if it's I'm not getting that, podcast. then there's, there's no point. And I feel like Wolves, the way that they've got the setup, uh, the stats, uh, the stuff like this makes a very big difference in their recruitment. I, I don't think it's going to be a long, long, long-term sign. It might just be January to the summer till he finds another club. I'll t- tell you what, though, left wing... What if they brought in Morelos? I think I think he could work a bit oh, that yeah. si- that that South American connection, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. bit physical. Man, he's gonna be a bit in the physical. Of the league. Yeah, bit yeah. physical. That guy is oh. uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Man, that guy is an MMA fighter. The way yeah. his elbows and headbutts everyone. <laughs> he's a proper street fighter, isn't I, he? I, I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Obviously, not in a good way. He reminds me of El Hadjidouf. The way he acts. Yeah, he, he has a bit of resemblance to him. Yeah, or I, I think Diego Costa. You know, he's got that kind of nasty side to him. Yeah, Luis Suarez is my favorite. Player. Oh like yeah, yeah. Let's. Guy. I mean, he doesn't bite play people. You know, he's got actually. Someone, <laughs> someone, uh, Jefferson Lerma from Bournemouth is for breaking news today. Is is banned from biting a biting a player against Sheffield Wednesday? Did you know that? Oh, he bought. He, he bit, bit, he bit yeah, a player. Yeah, 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 yeah. No way. How bad was it, Suarez? I don't level. know. It was, I didn't know. I just checked on BBC News earlier today. I was really? like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Are they related? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Funny bastard. Lo- long lost brothers, I think probably. What? Man, look, look, like if that uh, goes to assault, like do you think he'll be like, oh, so where did it start? And then you know, <laughs> Luis Suarez. <laughs> I saw Luis yeah. Suarez. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that guy's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just I don't know. I don't, you know, Lerma just getting banned. Just you know, just biting people. You know, you just like to bite people. I guess. Mad lad. Um, <laughs> Right, that, I guess that's a wrap. Um, Dan, it's great having you on. Yeah, thank you for coming um, on. Oh, pleasure. We'll, we'll probably have you on in the future, you know. Um, we need Yod Scott here to bring some diversity to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, to these English Dowd, voices. Um, do you want to obviously <laughs> tell everyone where they can find us on social media? Um, yes, yeah, so uh, you can, as usual, The Dressing Room um, YouTube channel, The Dressing Room 9 for Instagram, TD Room 9 for Twitter, uh, and obviously, you can find the three four three football podcast on all major spot, um, all, all major Spotify, all major um, podcast streaming uh, platforms. So yeah, thank you. Adios, you filthy animals.